for a child that has special needs, first of all, is uh, there should be a community response to it. Mm. And it's so sad, and I'll say this just in passing, it's so sad that most times it's usually the women that are left to carry this burden. I once saw a couple come into the hospital with a child. The child wasn't working. The child was almost a teenager. The, the man was, of course, carrying the child. But after a while, you know, like a little argument, you know how couples can just, mm. you know, those couples. And I, I had to talk to the lady and I said, I don't know what it is. And frankly, I don't care. But what it is I want to tell you is, look around you. How many men do you see around here? There are very few. It's just the ladies. Whatever it is going on with you and your husband, just bear it until you go home. Mm. Just appreciate the fact that he's, he's here, here with you. Mm. For many of the... and welcome to another wisdom-packed edition of Sarah's Kindred right here on Kingdom World Radio. Kingdom World Radio is your online gospel radio that helps you know Christ and live by his truth. On Sarah's Kindred, we, women who fear the Lord, we speak with each other about the way to live appropriately as people serving the Lord. And also, we teach each other what is good and right to do. That means on Sarah's kindred, we're not just satisfied with serving God or being called the people of God, but we want to also live rightly and walk in his ways. I am Ikechi Odu, and you are welcome. You can be a part of this conversation by connecting with us on all our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the KW Radio. Or you can send us an email at radio at pastor.ng. Stay right there. We'll be right back shortly. Good to have you back. This is Kindle World Radio. And if you're just tuning in, this is the program Sarah's Kindred. Today on the program, we're going to be talking about being a parent of a physically challenged child. <sighs> yes, I can I can hear the breaths coming out of our hearts. Yes, I trust God that this will be a sign of relief, a conversation that feels like cold water to that heart. I trust God to help us today. And we want to know how God has helped you today on this episode. Please share your contributions on all our socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, through our handle at the KW Radio. And now, this is the moment I love so much where I get to introduce my guest for today. And for today, we are so privileged to have Dr. Chiagorom Nena Oatwama. I hope I did a good job. You did well. Oh, thank you so much. You did much. better than most, actually. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Dr. Chigi in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Very 
to God. You're welcome, Ma. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. KWM actually is um, home to me. Yes. Yeah, so yes. I'm home. Thank, Thank you. you You're welcome. Thank you. This is her first appearance, so I'm going to take all the time to introduce this woman so properly amazing mother of three she's a speaker and that's why we have her here today <laughs> a founder and executive director of seizure support foundation with all this you can also imagine she's a public health practitioner she helps children with neurodevelopmental disorders and families to cope with the challenges that come with those disorders by providing educational, social, and healthcare solutions which will help them live independent and productive adult lives. Luck, like I say on Sarah's Kindred, luck. There is no other reason but this reason I just read why this woman is seated here today. You know, this breath I'm taking, I'm taking it for women listening. <laughs> I, I, at times I feel it in my spirit that it just, that breath just like help is here. Yeah. Help has come to the room. Look, she has not even started talking and there's so much breeze of help smelling. She hasn't even said a word. Maybe she carries it in her spirit. Maybe we should search her bag or something or her hair. I don't know, but there's just this. Oh, me, I've just been exhaling, like, what is about to happen here today? Wow. Look, ma, why are you in the studio today? What got you on this path? I can understand you're a doctor, but why didn't you do, uh, like, be a pathologist or a gynae? Why are we looking at these neuro, neuro, neuro things today? Yeah, 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 yeah. Please Thank feel you. free to share your story. Uh, so, I'm going to tell you a bit of my story. It has to be a bit because there's a whole lot to talk yeah. about with that. It's where it's going to help us. Mm. Uh, for starters, I am not a medical doctor. I am an academic doctor. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. However, my journey in uh, helping children with uh, learning disabilities and the neurological issues started with a boy. Okay. Uh, like all good stories, mm. like gospel of our lord jesus christ started with a boy yes yes <laughs> our lord yes, jesus christ says. yes it's just me trying to be funny i hope it's not dry no. okay so um after i had my son that was in 2013 as time went on you expect your child to start you know attaining some milestones crawl do things grab things and uh, by the time he was three, four months, I noticed some kind of setbacks. Uh, he wasn't doing all he was supposed to do. But at first, I thought it was just some peculiarities that come with some children. So I didn't think anything of it, except that uh, there's this particular day I was bathing him and he had a seizure. And I didn't know what it was. It was my third child, but I didn't know what, you know, I never witnessed it. You know, I didn't know what it was, but it happened again. So what I did was I took a phone, thank God for smartphones, because I didn't know, I had rehearsed. If I go out to see a doctor, what would I tell the doctor is happening to this child? Would I be able to communicate it effectively such that the doctor would really understand? So I just picked up my phone and I just, you know, in pains and in tears, seeing your child seize, you're just, you know, trying to, you know, film it. So I did that and we went to see a doctor and 
of course, I was reading up on it because I'm into academics. So I put in all the symptoms I was seeing and, and start changing. And it, it brought out a result. And it was infantile spasms. But of course, I wasn't an authority to say that this is what is wrong mm. with me. So, but I was armed with that knowledge. So when we went to see the first doctor, uh, he kind of like misdiagnosed. I'm not blaming him. You know, these things happen. But from what I was seeing the things I'd read, it wasn't matching up. So I had to seek for a second opinion, which is why it's really important for mothers. Let me say this in passing before I go back to my story. It's important mothers are more aware. As a mother, you're a doctor. As a mother, you're a researcher. As a mother, you are so many things in one. So you need to make sure that to the best of your ability, you do all you know you to do. You ask questions. Wisdom is, you know, profitable to direct and so it wasn't matching up after I got the first diagnosis so I had to seek a second opinion so immediately it was a lady doctor immediately I showed her the video she was like ah it's infantile spasms you know and I was like in my heart oh thank god if you get the diagnosis you are like 50% down you know solving the issues so my journey started at, at that time of course I was younger I was uh, running my PhD I was running my family and so many other things you know, I was doing under pressure, and aside, there's so many sides to it, please, <laughs> so many things to say, and mm. I'm trying to see how I can make this, you know, understandable. So the pressure came with the emotional challenge of taking mm. care of a child. You know, he was uh, almost uh, a year, six months, he wasn't walking yet, mm. right? All those things, he wasn't walking yet, you have to carry him. When you see his mates running and walking, you have to carry your child and things like that so i remember one of those days i met with another doctor and uh, i was just i don't even know what happened to me i had to unburden my heart so mm. after he saw my son he started asking me questions it was as if he was on cue you know you know the holy spirit can yes, use anybody body. so yeah so he was just asking me questions i just broke down and i was like i know i watch films and i see white people you know, they go and meet, you know, join a support group, mm, you know, mm. a group of parents that are going through what you're going yeah. through. You know, how can I get respite? Mm. And I was going through so many things I can't even begin to mention now. Mm. So it was emotionally sapping. It was as if I couldn't carry it anymore. Mm. And, he has, he, and he said to me, Chiki, you're in Nigeria. We don't have, we don't have those kind of associations, except you start one. Wow. So for me, that was the journey. But the funny thing was that when he said that, I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, you have just got to be joking. Mm. I am the one that needs help. Mm. I'm the one that's seeking for help. I'm not the one to give the help. Mm. Have you looked at me? Have you seen? Have you heard my story? And he started encouraging me, even telling me stories of grandmothers that started, you know, groups like these. And, mm. and I was like, no, I am not interested. You know, and in the middle of all these ones, I even had an accident and uh, <laughs> it was a whole lot mm. going on. But then one day, and this is more like a personal encounter. I'm not mm. recommending this for anybody. I think it's a personal instruction because mm. I know I've heard Pastor Banky and this is so true. He mentioned something once and I, and I heard that and I ran with it that said that God can give specific instructions that everybody can get from the Bible. Yes, However, yes. God will give you a personal instruction that another person is not supposed to run with it. Yes. It's yours to yes. run with. 
So when I started getting old, I remember the Lord put my mind, cast my mind back. When I was younger, I was always fascinated with the brain. Really? Yes. I told myself I was going to be a neurosurgeon. Wow. I didn't know about any other, but I knew neurosurgery. But then as I grew older, I forgot. And I went on doing other things. And when I was, uh, I think, 15 years old, I fell from a height. I started having seizures myself. Are you serious? Absolutely. You know, I sat down and all those memories were just coming in. I guess it was the Lord trying to just put me on track. So, and I started having seizures. I remember I started taking the drugs, uh, SS2, SS3. By the time I got my admission in, in uh, UNN, they gave me a pack of drugs, at least that will last me for a, a semester. semester. I didn't take it for one day. I flushed all of them down the drain and I didn't have seizures again till tomorrow. Fast forward to when I gave birth to my son came down to the seizures. So I was like, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me? Are you saying, I'm, no, no, trying to put what the doctor said to me and what my mind was, you know, what was going through in my mind. I was like, brain seizures again? And I was like, Lord, are you saying something to me? I should start an NGO. Mm. How? I mean, mm. why? With what? You know? And that was, that was oh, the that rest was the is say. History. <laughs> the rest is say is history. And the Lord has been amazing. Let me even give you another, another story. It's not really a story. It's like, an ex- I don't even know what to call it. Mm. I go into a bus, I go into a banking hall, I see a child that is having seizures, I just know. Wow. The last one that happened recently, quite, uh, I think it was just last week, I was in a bus and a lady came in with two kids. I hadn't really even seen the kids, but my heart was already going out to her. I did not know why. So she put in the girl first and when the boy came in, immediately I saw the boy, I grabbed the boy, I said, let me carry him. So I grabbed the boy, I touched him, I looked at him, looked into his eyes. I was battling in my mind because you know how some people can be. You know, I've had, you know, situations where I'll ask the question and the mother will be all defensive. Mm. So I didn't want to offend anybody. Mm. So I, I was like, Holy Spirit, help me. But I couldn't keep my mouth quiet. So I asked the woman, can I speak in Igbo? <laughs> I said, Madam Biko, if you don't understand Igbo, it means, Madam, don't be angry. Mm. Meaning, of your son, does he have seizures? Mm. She just looked at me and said, Yes. And from there, we started talking. And I found out that she was giving him a local treatment. Wow. If you look at the boy's body, you see, you know, marks probably had fallen, or, mm. you know, because they're always restless. Mm. So from there, we started a conversation. And to God be the glory, she will be coming to one of the general, um, one of the teaching hospitals, so that the boy can commence treatment. So mm. these are the things. Once again, I, I met, but that was years ago. I met another boy. I think he was autistic in the banking hall. And you know that society were not pleasant mm. in that sense, because once we see a child that is a tad unruly maybe playing up and down, mm. making noise. We don't take the time to look at that child mm. or even try to appreciate why that child that child is acting mm. that way. They'll be like, who is the mother? Why is the child acting mm. like this? Control your child. So mm. I looked at the child. I, I drew the boy close. Mm. And the mother came you know, to carry it because mm. she knows what. Mm. So I looked at her and I said to her, I hope you give this boy his drugs. Mm. 
and she just broke down and started crying. Mm. And we had a whole lot. But my pain with her story is that I hadn't started running with the vision. Mm. So I lost her number. Mm. And her story is so pathetic because it was her first child. Wow. And her husband sent her away with the boy. Wow. And her, the story she has of her own family is it's so pathetic. She came to my house and we we're just crying together. But I didn't know how to help her at that time. So I lost my phone that period and I lost her number. I'm just hoping that one of these days you will God go. will help me reconnect. Mm. So these are the things that I look at and I'm like, I guess I'm where God wants me to be. Yes. There's work because these kids, nobody's speaking up for them. And mm. I'll give you an example. One of our um, advocacy trips, we went to see the then commissioner for education. So while we were chatting, so he mentioned something and he really pained me. He said that parents of children, you know, in quotes, who are okay, mm. often those that have access to him, often come to him complaining that in their children's school, that they brought in, in the class of the child, they brought in someone who was not normal, in quotes, mm. and that they are there so that the commissioner will use his office to get that child out of the class. Wow. If you understand what I yes, mean. Yes, I do. So, but glory to God, that commissioner was someone who had the heart. Mm. So he managed the situation. Mm. Imagine if it was someone who really did not care and saw things the way that kind of parent saw things. Mm. My point exactly is that these children don't have people speaking for them. Even their parents don't speak for them. Mm. You'll be shocked to see parents that they have children with disabilities that they hide away. You don't get to see those children. While you're busy hiding that child that has a right to life and to education and to quality health care, another person is going out there to advocate against that your child. Mm. How many times have you gone to the commissioner's office to say, Commissioner, how come there is no special education in our schools? For how my come child. We find it because it's when you want to enroll that child that you know how difficult it is. Because the system, we don't have the system to take care of them. Nobody's talking. When was the last time? We went to House of Assembly to say, Oga Committee Chairman on Education. What is the plan for special education? I was coming up here and I saw ramps and I was so impressed. That child that needs a wheelchair, if you don't have ramps in schools, how would that child access the first floor, second floor, and third floor? So these are the things that we are talking about. They are voiceless. Nobody is speaking for them. So if the Lord has found it okay, have someone like me mm. start this and I should count myself privileged regardless of the fact that my son mm. you know needs that mm. help too right so those are the things that was my journey really I didn't start out I didn't have the vision I never had the vision <laughs> you stumbled yeah, into I didn't, it I didn't see it I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't vision vision it came in no 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 it's just you stumbled. Yeah, stum- I stumbled into it. And I believe that uh, as you obey, mm. it becomes clearer. Yes, it be- absolutely. Mm. That is one thing I've learned. It doesn't get clearer. But as you take every step, mm. everything down to the mundane things become clearer. Mm. Absolutely. That is what I believe. This is so amazing. Look, look, Ma, I know that even this ministry has been like a sucker and a place of comfort and now you now get to repeat your healing you know but now even from your story 
it was in the midst of your pain that the call to start came yeah, yeah. so instead of taking you back to your personal journey i now want to ask how have you been able to transfer or make people you know replicate your own healing journey in people yeah, in yeah. other words how have you been able to move people from that place of sorrow to being called the helped yeah. the place like you said the place where they can now be independent and be used of god to fulfill their own destiny and destinies regardless yeah. I, I really don't think we have gotten to that i really don't think that we have scratched the surface i think we are just starting the journey but to the glory of god i'll say so far so good there was someone that i sent a text message to in my church he's a children's teacher so he always helps with my son anytime he has a mood swing he has a way of even before i can stand up to go he's already dashed out and so i sent me thank you message i see what you do with my son you're so good with him thank you for your patience god bless you and what he just wrote back i i just you know tears just welled up in my wow. eyes so he said oh madam that's my work wow. i'm a children's teacher but then he said and thank you for allowing god to comfort you so that you comfort others wow. with the same comfort with which god has comforted you and it's so beautifully wow. you know it was so beautifully captured and mm. i was like wow so we have not really gotten there where people are still skeptical people are still uh, they still have the myths and the old wives tales mm. in their minds you know don't go close to a child like this you might transfer it to you so there's work mm. a lot of work you know needs to go into this we have not even scratched the surface but i think we are we are we're on the right path so it will take time it will take god it will take god touching the hearts of people the other day we and i say this with every humility the other day god has blessed us with uh, the funds to pay for school fees for some of the special kids wow. and we were talking to the parents and for the fact that we were able to offset some of their bills and carry some of their burdens mm. they were open to listening to what we were saying mm. So we extracted their commitment not to see these kids any less as the other ones or their siblings, not to put their own, their priorities below mm. and set the other people's, above. you know, above because they feel these ones have more prospects than mm. these ones. You understand? So it's, it's a huge journey. Uh, I see the smiles on the faces of parents when you talk to them, you know, like a human being, when you treat their kids well, when you tell them, look, Okay, come let me help you so you can see a doctor mm. like the lady i told you the other day mm. she was so grateful she said so if i had not brought this boy out wow. how would you have seen this boy so and i said that's exactly my point don't hide them away mm. so she too is going to be an advocate mm. she too is going to be an evangelist just mm. like the woman in the well i always cite this as an mm. example there's a way you will show someone who she really is mm. and who her child really is god helping you and she'll go out there and now she can see come see come see someone that showed me mm. things that i didn't know about mm. so we are we are still making advocates we are still making evangelists mm. we we'll still get to that point where people will say yes we found soccer it's a journey mm. Mm. it's not a switch you can switch it on and off mm. so we are still on that journey if you look at our logo is a picture of a globe mm. like the world mm. and you see a figure 
being Jesus, pulling another figure. The figure of being Jesus and us, because we are Jesus mm, on the earth. Yes. We are bigger, but we are pulling the smaller ones up, up all over the, the world, world, starting from where we are, just wow. like the Great Commission. Wow. Right? So we are still on that journey. Mm. And it comes from that part of the Bible where Jesus casted out a, a spirit, that's a spirit from a child that was epileptic, mm. and the child fell as though he was dead. Mm. And then Jesus stretched forth his hands and pulled him up. So we are meant to be pulling parents up. We're meant to be pulling those children up. But it's a journey. Mm. And the Lord is helping us. Amen. I trust God that on this journey, you're going to see many miracles. Amen. I'm telling you, Amen. you're going to see the dead raised in this sector. Amen. Amen. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, I'm not done with that question. Yes. As far as you're in Sarah's kingdom, you're going to give <laughs> us a free session of upliftment from. I'm Absolutely. not going to let that question go because <laughs> I want our listener in her house, in her car, in her office to get a free session from Absolutely. Dr. Chinke. You know, just a cup of tea. I call it a cold cup of water. <laughs> that's right. You know, so but that's when we come back from the break. And when you were talking, I didn't only, I didn't only, I appreciated the example about the women and the woman and the well. But you know, if that woman with the issue of blood was mm. so ashamed, mm. even when the Holy Spirit lightened up her heart, mm if she didn't come out mm. we would not even be talking about her mm. today mm. you have to take that leap of faith you have to take that leap of faith Absolutely. you just and this is an, a word of encouragement to our mm. listener mm. look no more hiding mm. it's time dr chiki is in the building <laughs> and since she has stepped her foot here the yeah. foot of that child should be stepped out of Absolutely. that home that and into one. His or her destiny. That is key. That's key. That is key. Mm. Because um, these kids, if you get to interact with them, what should be at the back of your mind would be because I've gone through several phases, you know, prior to this time. I've prayed, Lord, take away this thing. I don't even want to see it. I don't even want, like, of course, you heal the sick. I've prayed all I know to pray. Like, I don't want to see it. Mm right? I don't want to see the consequences. I don't want to see it. Take it away. But then after a while, I remembered what the Lord said to Paul when Paul had this done in his flesh. Wow. Paul said he prayed. That is Apostle Paul. Mm. Apostle. Apostle mm. Paul prayed. And the Lord said, no. Yeah, you are with it. <laughs> the only thing is that my grace is sufficient. And then mm. I said, my prayer changed. Mm. Prayer pointing. I said, okay, Lord, in this storm, show me Jesus. Mm. Open my eyes. Mm. What do you need to birth mm. through this pain? I remembered Samson that uh, slaughtered the lion, which was a ferocious mm, challenge. Yeah. And then by the time he was coming back, there was a beehive inside the carcass of the lion. And he fed from that. Out of something ferocious, something sweet came out. Out of ashes, life came out. So the Lord usually does things in a way that you usually don't get. But with the grace of God, you finally get. So I said to the Lord, why are you calling my attention back to seizures? What do you want me to do? What do you want to birth? With it, with it. What do you want to bet? So that should be a someone's posture. prayer. Mm. I know you want that thing to stop, 
I know you want it to disappear. You want the Lord to heal. It's a balm we have. Mm. The balm of Gilead. He said he will heal you. He said if you call on his name, he will save you. Mm. What are we talking about? But sometimes, backtrack and ask the Lord, what is your will mm. in this matter? Mm. Because quite recently, there's something that I saw for myself that in every storm, our God is God inside that storm. He's also the God of that storm. He's the head of principalities. He's also the God over that storm. So it's not about the storm. It's about his will in the storm. If you grab a hold of his will in the storm, you have overcome. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's so powerful. Yeah. And from what you're saying, it appears that we might be designing the miracle or testimony to go a particular way. And God is saying, I have many ways. Absolutely. He's dynamic. Yeah. That's he really what you read. dynamic. There's so much miracles in my store as I'm looking for who we bring out this style. Imagine. This blueprint. And you just want this, oh, they pray, they healed. I say, I have so many because ways. so myopic. Yeah. Wow. Imagine if God had healed, and I believe he has healed my son because he has been seizure-free for close to a year now. Glory to <laughs> Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Um, if he, if, if he had not led me the way he did, mm. what about all those boys that were born to parents that didn't know much? Mm. They would be busy giving them a local. Mm. The ones that could not afford the school fees. All these boys that we have reached. And it's mainly boys. Wow. And a few girls. How we, and, and I don't even know how many God still wants to reach. Mm. So it's not about your storm. Let's stop thinking it's about us. Mm. God is a generational God. There, there's work. There's wow. the bayad. There's work. There's harvest. But the workers are, are just few. Mm. So, in that situation where you find your child, right? And yourself, and you feel overwhelmed. Mm. Try praying this prayer. Lord, what do you want me to, to do? do. What's your will? And you see how his peace will serenade your heart. Mm. Yeah. Praise God. Um, I say a huge amen to that. Already, this session has started. (laughs) Before we're going off for this break, this session has already started. I just want to say thank you, Ma, before we even just go off. That was just so refreshing. (sighs) This is still Sarah's Kindred. If you're just joining us, we're going to continue this conversation after this break, but look, just head to our socials and let's hear already what you're aboarding, what the Holy Spirit is aboarding from you already. You can use our handle at the KW Radio. We'll be back shortly. Good to have you back on Sarah's Kindred, right here on Kingdom Word Radio. If you're just tuning in, we have been talking about being a parent of a physically challenged child. And with me in the studio has been Dr. Chige. Luck. (laughs) The way this conversation has been going, 
is not the way I expected it to go. But just like we said, God had so many ways. And it has so beat my imaginations in a way that I didn't even fathom. Already, she has already taken us through her story and how <laughs> we're just asking for how to cope. And she was giving us the ways of how to live. You know, this was how to just help us. How do we breathe? She said, no. Is how do you enter your calling? Like, she has turned the conversation to a purpose and destiny, destiny awakening session. Right now, we are in a hospital giving birth. We are not even attending to wounds. <laughs> look, I can't even say it all. But look, let's just continue this conversation. You know, Dr. Chige, I told you that we're going to have a free session. You're going to, bring, you're going to now take us from sorrow to, to where we are uplifted. And you have started it. I just want to give you more space to just continue to lift us up. Just assuming our listener is a woman with a child who just had a seizure and their dishes to watch. You know, you were just saying you were... We had so much going on in your life. Yeah. You don't even have to have so much. That child is a lot. Yeah. Now, this woman is with this child. Please, can you just lift her from all the, the, the clothes that needs to be washed, all that children she needs to go and pick, and this child that has just made a mess. Yeah. Just lift her from the whole mess of it into the space, the energy, the power, and the anointing in the room right now. Well, absolutely. Um... Caring for a child that has special needs, first of all, is uh, there should be a community response to it. Mm. And it's so sad, and I'll say this just in passing, it's so sad that most times it's usually the women that are left to carry this burden. I once saw, I once saw a couple come into the hospital with a child. The child wasn't working. The child was almost a teenager. The, the man was, of course, carrying the child. But after a while, you know, like a little argument, you know how couples can just, mm. you know, those bubbles. And I, I had to talk to the lady and I said, I don't know what it is. And frankly, I don't care. But what it is I want to tell you is, look around you. How many men do you see around here? There are very few. It's just the ladies. Whatever it is going on with you and your husband, just bear it until you go home. Mm. Just appreciate the fact that he's, he's here, here with you. Mm. For many of these families, you find out that it's the ladies. And I really don't know why. I'm not a man. I don't know how the psyche of a man works. Mm. But I think sometimes the men, uh, some of them, they... they run in quotes because I guess they want to take care of their fragile emotional mm. um, fiber. Women are stronger than men in that area. Mm. Women can bear things more than the men. So if you're a woman, you're a single mother, whatever, this is what I'm going to t tell you. You're not the only one. And it's a community response. You have to find a network of support. Aside the uh, financial burden, the emotional burden is tremendous. It could drive you over the edge. 
to you have to find and this is me talking let me for, for a lack of a better word a real this is not me being in quote spiritual this is me being real step by step things that you need to do to cope you have to find a network it could be a network of friends that please that networking <laughs> is very spiritual i mean god was so wise he said don't forsake yes I mean, it's so spiritual <laughs> it's the foundation it's what the foundation. are you going to do you can't do it alone you need it and you find out that they hide these kids away wow. it is not the best thing because you come back and you meet that child and then you ask yourself when you're about leaving because you will leave we will all leave what have you, did you do enough to empower this child to be independent and productive did you do the best you could if you ask yourself that so you must find a community it could be your church it could be your local uh, um, fellowship it could be family but make sure that it you, could be online it could be online, online. of course yeah of course, there are Other online communities. Globally, yes. There are online communities mm. that you can join. Because that was what I looked out for at that early stage. And I said, I just need someone to talk to. Sometimes mm. you need someone just to talk to. Mm. Just to tell the person. And if it's someone that has gone through that path, mm. the person will be like, don't worry. It's going to be okay. Or do this. Or do that. Or see this person. Mm. Or oh, okay, my child is going to this school. It's really good. Why don't you, let's go enroll your, you know, mm. little help here and there mm. will help with respite. Mm. Right? So joining a community is really important. Mm. And then as God helps you, see how you can reach out to another person. Mm. Wow. In fact, I was having a conversation with a psychologist and I mentioned nothing. I said, I really don't know how it works. But ever since I started doing what I was doing, in fact, I enrolled this uh, NGO in 2016, but I started working on it in 2021. Mm. I was doing everything except that. Mm. It was in 2021 I had this awakening, and I believe the Lord used this uh, story of Jacob to talk to me, and he mm. said, you're working in other places. When will you provide? For your family. Yes. For your tribesmen. Yes. For the people For connected the people that to you. to me. And the only reason why I did not resign from where I worked is because it was still putting food on my table. Mm. But I had to give up every single thing I loved doing just to pursue this one mm. thing. This one thing, right? Mm. So where was I? <laughs> just flow. It's working. Just flow. So my darling, look out of yourself and your situation. It takes the spirit to do that. Because we are always swallowed up in our own pity. Yeah. And there's something I learned early. And thank God God taught me that in, taught me that thing early. You see, trying to show weakness, pity me. After all, my child is like this, pity me. Where you're working, you're unkept, you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your job, you can't do any other thing. And, and I'm not saying it's easy. However, I'm saying that whenever you give off the emotion of pity, and of help, and of helplessness, and of hopelessness, you don't attract help. You're like somebody bleeding into the ocean. And once you bleed into the ocean, you only attract sharks. That is how the universe works. Pastor Kojo Emade said something just the other day, and I saw it, and I was like, <laughs> like, this is true. He said, remember, don't forget our line of, uh, line of uh, thoughts. Mm. First of all, find a network. Yes. Find a community. 
It mustn't be church. Could be online. Just a community that you know you can find respite. Mm. Number two, look beyond yourself and your situation. Don't give off this uh, disposition of uh, you know murmuring. God, why mm. avoid it? Hey. People that spoke said avoid mm. it. God, why? Mm. God sank how many thousands of people because of murmuring? Think he will spare you? you? Just imagine when your own child is murmuring against you, how you feel? God, why me? And the question is, why not you? So Pastor Poji was telling the story and said that there was this bishop friend of his. That bishop friend of his went for hunting, you know, white people with another bishop friend. So there were two bishops. So they went, they were waiting for this game to come out, game, not Greek come out. So they stayed there for hours. And when it was about close to dawn, they stayed for a long time. The bishop that took the other one now stood up and started making one funny noise. And the other one was looking at him like, are you okay? He said, just get your rifle ready. So he kept making that noise. Just after he just shot while, the game just ran and came out. And I said, take the shot. And they got the game. So he was now asking his friend, I said, ah. What manner of witchcraft? <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> Which turned out to be wisdom, mm. like he rightly said. And he said that towards morning, towards dawn, the traps that the hunter set usually traps an animal. Mm. Once he traps an animal, he gives out this call, this cry of, Help me. I'm in trouble. I'm trapped. Why me? Oh God, see me. You know, like we cry sometimes mm. when we are praying and we think we are praying and we're crying. Mm. Oh Lord, why me? Mm. Oh Lord. So and when that animal gives out that, that cry. cry, then they pray. We hear it and come out. Not to pity the animal, but to pray on the animal, knowing that the animal is weak. So anytime, leading me to my third point, anytime life hits you, like you have a child that is disabled, never give off that disposition of God, why me? Complain, murmuring. Always praise. Mm. Praise your way. Mm. Praise your way. Because mm. as you praise, God will give you a way out. So it can be painful. You might not really understand. But anytime you want to react, let that reaction be, God, I thank you because I know that there's a ministry in this. Mm. And I know that there's something you're doing. All I'm asking is open my eyes to see what you're doing at this time. Because you're always doing something. Mm. Let me see what, let my pain not blind me or not me that I cannot align to access what you are doing at this time with this thing that just happened. To so find a network of community that will work for you, that will give you respite. Number two, which was number two? I forgot to know. <laughs> Just keep on rolling it on. Absolutely. Find mm. a community. That no, but you said don't grumble. Don't give up that smell. That's, yes, yes. Don't give up that weakness. Yes. Don't, don't give, that give was up number weakness. Two. Number three, praise your way. Praise your way. Look for someone else to help. Mm. The thing is that I don't know how it works and I can't even give you a scripture mm. to back this. But as you go out to help someone, mm. to, uh, help, uh, someone else mm. like you, yourself or your child, mm. God is miraculously doing things. Like I told you, mm. my son has been seizure-free for close to a, a month, uh, a year now. And I can't tell you, is, the, is it the drugs? It's the love. It's if, the, if you, if love <laughs> is about, like I was just listening to a pastor said, 
Love involves two parties. They loved and the one receiving the love. So you have to just love yeah. another person. You yeah. can't say love without yeah. another, yeah. Party. another party. Yes. Uh-huh. And it, love healing flows from love. I believe it. Mm. I believe it. Faith doesn't even work without love. Yes, yeah, it doesn't. Faith can't work without mm. love. So you say you're believing for your son and you're not reaching out yeah, in love. Yeah, in love. Cannot. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't think it can work. Wow. Mm. That is so true. That is so huge. Mm. Because faith without works is dead. dead. And you can't walk the walk of God without walking the walk of love. Mm. To find someone that is in your shoes, mm. even if it's a word of encouragement, mm. it, it, it works like magic. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. This is, this is so powerful. This is, just like I said, a cup of cold water with mm. ice block inside. Glory <laughs> Glory this is God. deeply encouraging. And man, with these three points, is a session. Mm. But let me tell you, it's a session of how to enter destiny. Yeah. It's not even about the issue or mm. the storm. Like you just came into a room and said, oh yeah, every woman, mm. trouble or no trouble, start giving birth in the mm. city room right now. Start boarding <laughs> that destiny that you are be hiding under That's the cooking right. pot. That's right. In that bank. <laughs> oh yeah, it's time. It's like no, you came with truth. a bell. You came as, you're, you just came, you're waking women up wow. to their destiny. Wow. wow, glory to God. This is just so amazing. Glory to God. Glory Look, to God. we have glory focused on, you know, the woman, mm. the child, what can we say to the community, which was your first point, mm. networking, but imagine that the community is not enlightened. Mm. What can you say to that friend, the family, the extended family, mm. the husband that is not cooperating, mm. the community, the school who wants to help but doesn't know how, mm. the government parastatal involved, mm. you know, the body of Christ, brethren, how can we be positioned mm. to receive? You know, before you answer this question, I remember a story of a Bible study teacher, a female Bible study teacher that used to follow. She said that she just got married and when she got married, she immediately noticed something in her husband. Mm. He, her husband had been in the military, very active guy. He has mm. just been doing his PhD. Then they got married. Then one day he drove past their house. Then one day he started falling asleep in some funny places mm. that year they got married and they had to go to the hospital and they said he has to go through his surgery and he might not remember her oh, wow. but to god be the glory the surgery was successful at least he remembered her Praise God. but it opened up into a life of being deep. he couldn't continue with his career <laughs> but he had to now go into something milder mm. And they had to leave up the help of the child. That's literally, families will share, you are going to pick the child. Mm. They were on schedule. Mm. But that wasn't what she was looking out for. But thank God for the church family that were yeah, there. Yeah, sure. So now, please help us. Mm. How can we be poised to be the hands and legs and kidneys and hearts of Jesus yeah. right now in the society? Absolutely. Like you are just praising the, uh, the owners of the plaza because they have the you know, you know, the way the ramp for the, ramp for the mm. disabled to mm-hmm. go. Please, how can we be that ramp? Yes. Um, let me paraphrase this. Mm. Somewhere the Bible was saying something about how will they know if they were not sent, if someone was not sent mm. to preach, right? Yes. So the first thing would be sending someone to preach. Sending <laughs> some, yes. 
that would be that would be the first thing mm. before we talk about repositioning. I think mm. people are willing to do the right thing when the right message gets to them. Gets to them, mm. right? So the first thing we need to do is uh, when we're running some interviews for our documentary, because we're currently running a documentary. It's part of the things yeah. we are doing. We are trying to be sent mm. with our documentary. Mm. So, so I met this parent. So we we're talking, and she said, she said. Uh, I want to take my child out of Nigeria so uh, where they can take care of the child. And I said, it's really nice. It's really good. But I asked her a question. I said, but did you know that people sacrificed even up to the point of losing their lives to get that system working that way, that system that we all want to go and appreciate mm. abroad? Nobody wants to sit down here and, and do the work. That is it. Yeah, build the, build so the I said it with every ounce of you know uh, respect I had for her so that she doesn't see it in a different light. But that is the truth. I said, ma'am, you need to go and watch a documentary called Creep Camp. Mm. Nay, if you watch that documentary, bring tissue close wow. and get ready to cry. Mm. You see all those disability laws that I in full operation in America. Mm. It came by the blood and tears of not even parents, but of the children themselves that were disabled. How did it work? Why I'm saying all these things is to give us perspective. Mm. It's not about the society repositioning. Yes, the society needs to reposition. And the different stakeholders need to reposition. But have we sent enough message? Mm. So these kids, which was why the documentary was called Crip Camp, mm. they were sent off. You know how they send children on all these long vacation boot camps, things yes, like that? Yes. So their parents just sent them. This was in the early 70s, thereabouts. To send them both with those with neurological, all kinds of the, the disability, mm. physical, mental. They send them there to just go and have fun. They didn't even have any program for them. Just go have fun, whatever. Get out of our sights. Go meet your fellow kind of things. But when they got there, that is why I believe God. Eh? Sometimes God are in the places we don't even think he is. I can't tell you what happened to those kids. But the way they were able to organize themselves. And they said, no, we should be, you know, counted for. We should be, we should be, our matters should be addressed from the camp. And these were teenagers. So by the time they were leaving camp, they already had, you know, their own contact. They already had a work plan. And when they came out, they organized themselves state by state. In America, and they started going to houses of, I don't know what they call it in America, but House of Assembly, you know, all these people, education board. And it wasn't as if they went and they said, Ah, welcome, we do it immediately. No. At some point, some of them went on, what did they call it? They occupied the state houses. People were bringing them food. In fact, at a point, one of them was addressing Congress, and the man said, uh, I understand what she started crying, said, No, sir, you don't understand what these are the things that we should be doing here in Nigeria. Mm. And I asked them, Do we even have an association of parents with special kids? Mm. The truth is that if you don't speak out, government will do nothing. Okay, so we went to meet the governor, uh, not the governor, the commissioner, then commissioner for education. I was like, Sir, do we have the numbers? Of children who are out of school because of disability. No, we don't. Why? Because they don't. She, he didn't say it, but they don't matter. Mm. You take census of those that are important. Mm. 
So if you don't have numbers, assuming you want to do something, they will ask you, how many people are you budgeting for? They said XYZ number. Then they will know the amount of money to give you. But when you say, you don't even know the number of children who are out of school because they have special needs. You don't even know the total number of special needs children we have. Mm. Then how will bo- government budget extra money to take mm. care of them, to build ramps in school mm. and to train special education teachers? Mm. We're not even talking about health insurance for children with special needs. So the thing is for us to come together, form a community, a common front as parents and stakeholders and caregivers and friends of these children. And then we go and meet people, policymakers. This and this and this are what these children are experiencing. What can be done to ease it? So for me, the community be position, uh, positioning themselves or aligning themselves to help, it's not the basic thing. We've not done the foundation. So the foundation is the work that we are doing now. Documentary, advocacy, where you are, spread the news. Bring out that your child. Don't hide your child behind mm. the house. Bring out that your child. Let them see. When they ask questions, educate them. Mm. Go to church. Talk about it. Mm. If you have a platform, some people have platforms mm. that they have one million Kinikon mm. followers. Talk about it on your platform. Start a hashtag and all these mm. things ICT people do. Mm. So that is the primary thing. When we speak out enough, society has no other option. To start making room in our hearts first. First. For those people. Action follows where your heart goes. Absolutely. Mm. You can imagine, and I don't even know if this is the right example to use. Mm. All these people that are doing all these weird things in America, calling themselves mm. LGBT, Kiniko, mm. Kiniko, they are trying to force society to align. Mm. By being vocal. Mm. Then we that have the message, what are we doing with mm. our message? So it's for us to be sent with the message. Mm. And I feel God has sent us with that message. Mm. Society will realign and do the right thing. Wow. That's my take. Thank you so much, Matt. This has been... <sighs> I can just feel the relief in the room. You know, I just still want to give you, before you go off... Yeah. If there's one or two things just in a minute or two you just want to say from your heart yeah. as a final word before we go off today, okay. I just want to give you space to say it. Okay, so I have this story. It's just a short story. Mm. While we were growing up, we had this boy in our clique. He had a disability. He had a mental disability, but he was, you know, aware and conscious enough, enough to know how to play and to mm. relate, but he didn't go to school. So, um, not, I think it was just last year, I went back to that area where I grew mm. up and I saw him looking dirty and, you know, unkept and, and my heart just bled. Mm. And I was asking myself, if his parents are still alive, would they say to themselves that they did the best they could to help that boy? Mm. You know, after all is said and done, mm. would you be satisfied leaving? Knowing that you didn't do all you're supposed to, that mm. that's always my fear in mm. life. I always ask myself, after we have done all this drama mm. and all these processes, and the Lord will ask you, this one I ask you to do, how far? Mm. That is what drives yes, me. That's my fear. Yes, yes, yes. So I'll say to you, it's painful. For example, where I take my son to school, maybe I'm not permitted to call the name of the school mm. for obvious reasons. I know how difficult it is for me to take him there and bring him back every day. Mm. But I have to do it because 
when I'm asked, I should be able to give an account and say, I did the best I can. So not, I'm just trying not to sound so overly spiritual. Mm. I'm trying to encourage someone. When you look at your son, don't look at your son or your daughter as that five-year-old or that seven-year-old or that toddler mm. or that child we don't spoil. Mm. Look at that child with the eye of someone who is already a grown person. And ask yourself, have I equipped this child enough to be able to at least fend for himself mm. after I've left? That should be motivation enough. Mm. I mean, if it doesn't motivate you, I don't know what else mm. will. And with that in your mind, find a community that will help. Mm. Give out shouts of praise, knowing that the Lord has a plan for this child. Mm. Go out there and help somebody else mm. in your shoes. And the Lord, who is the Prince of Peace. Yes. The peace that passes all understanding. He will guard your hearts and he will lead you in a path everlasting. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. amen and amen. That's a beautiful way to wrap up this conversation. <laughs> like I always say on Sarah's Kindred, I'm telling you, time flies away when you're having an amazing <laughs> conversation. Dr. Chigi, yeah. thank you thank so you. much thank from you, our hearts. From the hearts that you have come, we are, we are bringing out the thank <laughs> you to you. And thanking God, like Pastor Baki always has taught us to thank God for you. Thank God. Thank God you didn't say no. Thank, thank God. God you didn't grumble it away. Thank God I say, I cannot do this. Absolutely. Thank God you could do it. And you did it. That's, thank God for every life, including ours, that thank you God. have touched today. Thank, thank, thank you God. for being comforted. Thank agreeing God. to be comforted. And thank comforting God. us today. Thank God. God thank bless God. you. It's and give you many more testimonies amen many more testimonies we don't take it for granted my sister we thank god thank you so much for having me and thank you thank god you make this interview so easy (laughs) thank god it's as if we're 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 in our living room having fun you know snacking on one or two things so i appreciate god bless Mm. you thank you so much his bodies are easier as we human beings are like to complicate matter yes you're right yes you're right because we don't know much you yes. don't know much, but the Spirit is helping us. Thank you. And he has helped us today. Mm. I know our listener, you have been lifted. Amen. I know you have been encouraged. And I want you to run with these three massive points of mercy mm. that our guest today has done justice to. You don't need to hide that child and you don't need to hide your fears. Mm. You don't need to hide your tears too. That's what the platform of prayer is all about because when you come to him in that place he will tell you great and mighty things mm. you never knew about yourself like he told to dr chiggy brought mm. her mind made her remember mm. and that's the same way he will meet you right there mm. <sighs> <laughs> please let's let's go forward to all our socials and just carry over the conversation there and let's just just there let the gist continue in all our socials and you can use a handle at the kw radio on facebook instagram and twitter till we meet again on another episode of sarah's kindred continue to be full of joy Mm. and peace Mm. and i want to add regardless Mm. in all the seasons of your amazing life and destiny bye